It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. That means it's time for the sports phone. to the sports phone here on KZYX back to the normal sports phone format Jerry is that is me I'm back in my bedroom on Skype on my headset Jim is back in the Philo studio Jim I gotta know do you miss the sports phone bar I was gonna say you're not at the sports phone bar I am not at the sports phone bar I am back at my desk in in my bedroom <laughs> I you know, there are these times, Jer, there's these times, I think as you get older, these times become more important. You have these these special times, like, you know, I remember your first high school game, I remember your first middle school game, I remember my first professional game, college game, I remember those things. I'm going to remember the um, my first day at the, at the KZYX at the Portland Sports Bar phone. And Why'd you change the word, the letter? Why'd you change the order there? It's the sports. It's the sports phone bar. Sports phone bar, and uh, yeah. anyone wants to see the sports phone sports phone bar, I recommend you go to KZUX website. If it's not there yet, they promised me it was going to be on. It was a climax for me. Uh, Rich Culberson, the engineer here at KZUX, he loaned us um, enough equipment, except for a very small amount, uh, one cord, I believe. And we were able to set up a portable studio at Jerry's Bar in his house, now named the Sports Phone Bar. And Rich went out of his way. He left me little pieces every week for about a month. And uh, Jerry, with his genius, put it all together. And that's what we did last week. It's one to remember for me. And uh, I can't wait to come up there and do it again. Yeah, it was really, really fun. I had a good time. It worked out really well. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. Uh, If you are new to the show... Let me give you a quick rundown of what's going to be happening for the next hour or so. Very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I are here to talk about sports for the next hour. We don't care what level it is. We don't care what sport it is. We're just here to talk about sports. It can be any topic anywhere in the world at any level. We just want to talk sports for the next hour. The number to do that is 707-895-2448. It's funny, Jim. I think we've talked about this, especially with, with the coronavirus. You know, We've tried to use this show it's just to take a break from from all the shenanigans that are was, going on in the world. I was just going to say I, the I, same thing. Keep going. Yeah, and, and just I think I it's worth reiterating that again. Like, <laughs> yes, there's a ton of insanity going on in the United States right now, politically, sociological, so, 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 I don't know the right word. In society, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. We understand that stuff there. It may even come up a little bit on the show, depending on what topics we get to. But we just want to use this hour to have a good time, 
talk about sports, be a release for people. They just want to get away from all the insanity for a little bit so we're opening up the phone line 707-895-2448 give us a ring let's talk some sports let's have a good time jim to get started Hold um on, Jerry, we, we, had, uh, we oh we call it we had a call and they hung up call back caller go ahead yeah, Jerry. give us a call back 707-895-2448 uh as always, I know that this is kind of a, a sketchy tradition because sometimes we don't get to it because of calls, but I'd like to do on this day in sports to get rolling. Uh, I, I will go ahead and go first because I have this pulled up. Uh, on January 8th, 1993, uh, this is a name we both know, Michael Jordan, arguably one of the better, if not best, basketball players of all time. He scored 35 points in a game against the Milwaukee Bucks, which gave him 20,000 points. For his career, he did it in 620 games, which is the second fastest to reach that milestone, uh, beyond, uh, only outpaced by the great Wilt Chamberlain. This is funny. This is funny, Jared, because I'm going to take this call. Don't, I, I got to tell you mine, so so bring it. come back later. Call you on the air. Oh, I just have one burning question about sports. Oh, good. Is there a professional women's curling league and if not, why not? I'll take my answer on the air. In America? Yeah, that's all he asked, Jer. Professional women's curling. I don't so, know if he's making fun of the sports fun or this guy's a curler. So here, here's what I'll, I'll say about that. And I'm going to do some research. I'm going to try to find the answer because that's something I, I'm always on. I love, I love hitting the Google. I would imagine. Okay, so curling is an Olympic sport. Oh, it sure is. That is a thing that is there's that is a thing that is in the Olympics. It, it, it at the highest level, men and women. I think there's even a mixed curling, uh, if I uh, if I, I think, remember correctly. But I think you're right. The the point I, I was get, I'm getting to with that is there has to be something that is choosing the talent for those teams. So like the USA women's curling team is being assembled from something. Whether or not it's a professional league, I'm still trying to figure out. But there's obviously something that they are, are drawing that talent from. That, I just don't know where it is. I, so I, you're talking, Jim. You're, I mean, you grew up on the Jim. You grew up on the East Coast. Is collegiate curling a thing? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, uh, I put it this way: any, I, I played a little bit in, in intramural. Any, <laughs> any college NCAA, anybody that has an indoor hockey arena. There's some curling going on somewhere. It's it's technically an outdoor sport. It started outdoors, but now, you know, they, they need these things perfect. And most curling competitions are indoor now. But um, j just for other people that may not have heard the sport, um, it's played on ice. And I think the best way to describe it, it is the most sensitive. Anyone that likes table shuffleboard, anyone that likes shuffleboard, you know, outside with those big sticks, um, in a way, it's like them because you're trying to get a thing close to a thing at the other end. You're, right. you're rolling it. Let's see what this caller says. You're on the air with a sports phone. Hello, Jim and Jerry. Happy New Year. It's Noah. Hey, hey Noah. No, before I don't mean you get to started, up the uh, curling talk. So I know you guys are hot in it, but hopefully I'm not interrupting. <laughs> so, so before to, to put a cap on that, there is a a United States <laughs> Women's Curling Association that is, that was founded in 1947. It it brings clubs from all over the United States together. There are 60 clubs with about 2,700 members that are part of the United States Women's Curling Association. You think they're professional? You think they get paid? I. 
it doesn't sound like it based on the way this is worded, but I just want to put a cap on that. Noah, the floor is yours. Noah Gold, you're on the sports phone. Pleasure to be here, gentlemen. I was uh, I was basically given an assignment today that I oh, yeah. stop and think about, which was uh, Jim had asked me with my top three sports stories uh, for the year, and obviously this being such a unique year, they didn't come so quickly as maybe they might huh. in other years. So after deep, deep deliberation, I uh, decided that, just like you at the opening of the show said, that this is a place to, to kind of decompress from the COVID and, and the pandemic. I'm not going to bring up any of that and how it's affected sports, which is maybe silly to some because it has such a huge impact, but I'm not going to go there. I'm also not going to go to uh, any of the champions. You know, the, people think that the Lakers title is tainted. You know, like, what? None of it matters. Who, you know, so there was a Super Bowl <laughs> champ. There was a NBA champ. There was a Major League Baseball champ. So it's all good. There'll be a college football champ here in a couple of nights. So I'm not going to go there either. None of the, those are memories that, that came and went, and there'll be another one next year. So what made this year unique and, and, and what is truly memorable? I'm not going to go into any of the um, political side of things and sports because I don't think we're done with that yet. I think the country has shown that we're going to give people ample opportunity and athletes ample opportunity to uh, protest and, and to you know have a pause before a game. So that's going to continue. So really what made 2020 unique to me were these few things. Uh, first, I, Kobe passing away was hugely unexpected, and that is something I'll remember, you know, like where I was, and, and that news was pretty much very memorable. Yep. Uh, not necessarily the biggest Kobe fan, but I really appreciated what he brought to the game and, 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 and everything. But So that was very memorable. That's one. Two, I loved that i think it's the angels hired a female G- gm kim ang and uh i think that's very memorable and i think that's incredible that, it's amazing really uh, that's the first female to bust through a male dominated i think it's incredible i love what becky hammond uh was able to accomplish also i don't know if that was 20 or 2021 but the fact that there's a female gm in baseball i think that's incredible that was number two um and then you know, the Houston cheating scandal, that's something that, you know, people probably forget, but they got hammered for that, and that was pretty lousy. Yep. So, But then there was one last one, this is more on a local level, and this is actually in some ways an incredible achievement, was that the sports phone was able to <laughs> do a weekly show with no sports for such an incredibly long <laughs> amount of time. So I really think you guys doing this show, keeping this show interesting, Keeping it compelling, wanting people to come and, and listen while there was literally nothing going on, that may be the greatest accomplishment of the year. So I do want to tell you, you, Noah, I do want to tell you, the, 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 interesting, um, the Houston scandal, that's that's the one with the with the cameras or whatever, right? The technology? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they but, were able to. Mm-hmm. But, but um, Noah, my number one, when we all gave yeah. our number one last week, was Kobe. And Vince Lee's number one was the angel, he generalized it. He said women taking over positions that men have dominated in sports, and he named Becky Hammond, he named the Angels GM. So the first two were, were uh, you know, the, I don't know what that means, but it means they were pretty big. What it means, Jim, is that great minds think alike, is what I believe he's saying. <laughs> so, and I didn't listen last week, so I had no idea. But, I know, that's what uh, I like about it. 
Yeah, I really do feel like those were the big ones this year, and I'm really looking forward to sports in 2021 with my only real hope that we get high school sports back. So uh, I'll continue to enjoy uh, the NFL playoffs coming up and everything else, but that's my, my hope. But for 2020, yeah, I think you guys doing your show every week uh, with no material, that that's incredible. So, you mean, is it like an athletic you guys- director? You know, it's it's... <laughs> It's like an athletic director with no sports, sort of. Yeah, but I don't have people tuning in to everything and all my, you know, all the nonsense that goes on. This is different. You guys have a lot of fans out there, and then are public. So phones uh, are ringing off the hook. Noah, if if you can keep listening, give us a call back. You got it. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey, how you guys doing? Happy New Year! All that good stuff. Happy New Year, Uh, fat guy. Guy. Yeah, nice to meet you guys again. It's, we made it. Um, you guys forgot about the base coach uh, for the Giants. She was the first female coach in Major League Baseball this year. And how about the uh, assistant female coach who became the first female to coach a pro- in a professional basketball game? That's Becky. I mean, I didn't listen last week, so yeah. you know, those are some good ones. Uh, but curling, ah, I saw watched curling when I was up in Alaska, and boy, it is fanatical in certain places. How people enjoy throwing that granite piece and watching somebody skate backwards, rubbing the crap out of the ice. <laughs> right. It, I saw that. No, it's 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 funny with with curling. That that's always been one of those things i've always been fascinated by like the way that they're yelling like is it totally necessary like the, the high pitch that they're yelling at and like it, it seems like they could do it in a little bit more of a like a toned down manner and still get it across that maybe that's just part of curling uh i, I don't yeah, know but yeah, it's, it's i love watching curling. it's one of those sports that it's yeah. a serious it, sport it, but yeah. curling's one of those, well, well it's a very serious sport but so is bocce ball and you don't hear them yelling and screaming and stuff yeah, it's almost like maybe they should come up with a trial like hand maneuvers because what you're like I say, what you're trying to do is is you're it's very it is it's 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 amazing physics thing because you know you're trying to create just like with ice skating you're trying to create a frictionless surface that you're moving a chunk of granite across to get it into a certain spot. I mean that's really pretty that that's pretty impressive. Those chunk of grass. Yeah, I mean, somebody's are, going backwards, skating they, backwards, rubbing. It used to be a broom, but now they got these squeegee things. It's a it's it's a very high precision sport. Just like I mean, it, it's not that different than golf, Jer. It's it's it is or, or, so highly precisioned. Um, it, yeah. They're called stones, not big granite things. That, yeah, you are the name, and I can't remember exactly how much they weigh. You know, but there's a whole thing about it. It's very interesting, really. But you, you are right, Jim. It, it's like it's like remember the old shuffleboard, where you know it's almost like you've got to get a touch and an angle, and and it really is when you get into it. It's I, I would do it. But it is interesting to watch. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually admit I like curling. I would rather see curling on the Olympics than I'd rather see than see um, than I let than I'd rather see um, rowing down on a straight line. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to think about 
the booze, right? But whiskey, like I said, whiskey kind of helps. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll let you guys get on. I'm a Thanks for the call. Thank you. No, Jim, it's it's funny. Curling is one of those sports that I will never watch it any other time of the year. But when it's on for the Olympics, I'm locked in. Like there's certain oh, really? sports that I could care that I could care less about. But when it comes to the Olympics, I just for some reason I'm I'm in and I'll watch it. <laughs> and curling is up there. What so about, a couple little what things because what about rowing? I mean, is that the same with any sport? No, no, rowing is not one of them. I, I don't find rowing very interesting. Like I, I would not or watch rowing during the Olympics or tennis. Or tennis. Yeah. Let me, let me, but, let me take this call, Jer. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your program. I'm not even a sports fan, but it's it's kind of a cool thing to listen in and all this. Well, you know, these Love it. various sports that have been talked about tonight. What I realize it could be a way of of uh, people participating in a sport that could be virus and COVID sort of friendly if you played it right. Uh, I think mm -hmm. golf is one of those. Curling yeah. certainly could be with proper uh, distancing. And it's just a way of getting people engaged, yet distanced and safe and, uh, you know, socialized again. Uh, here's, here's a cool little family backyard thing would be uh, croquet. Uh -huh. uh, badminton. I've heard tennis is kind of happening. Backyard hoops, driveway hoops, with with, with certain limitations. It's it's a way of people. You're getting people outside, getting them with uh, a, a sport and, and one another. Everyone's Hello? still there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm still here. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah, we're all there. No, it's it's funny that caller. I don't know if we still have him on the line, but it, he was talking about these different sports that could come back that would work distancing. And I think I mentioned this a little bit last week. Golf was one of the first professional sports that came back and started doing tournaments because of how easy they realized they could socially distance and you know put everybody, you know, keep them this far apart on the course and whatnot. It was one of the first ones to come back, and I think tennis was not too far behind in terms of the first professional sports that came back. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. All, all this talk of kind of, you know, not mainstream sort of sports. Put me in mind of I've been, I've been reading this uh, late book by uh, John Le Carre, and uh, I forget the name of it right now. But anyway, uh, there's a whole port, a whole part of the plot is involved with these these clubs where in in England where they play badminton. And I never realized I always thought badminton was just kind of a fun backyard lava thing around kind of thing, but. Uh, there's some uh, really detailed descriptions of these these matches, and they're intense and ferocious. Uh, and uh, there's this whole kind of similar to curling. There's this whole science of angles, and you know, and, and it's it, the movements, even though they're spaced out by the slowness of the shuttle, uh, are really intense and fast. You know, because anyway, just interesting to me that uh, I, that I, I had just learned that that badminton was you know really a seriously and there's these clubs in in England where you know serious clubs where guys go and they play badminton all the time and I imagine there's you know uh, world tournaments and all that too anyway just throwing that out um, yeah I'm out that's what I have to say. 
Well, hold on there. Love it. No, I think th- thanks for the thanks for the call, and, and I love it. And it's funny going back to what I was talking about previously, Jim, with sports I watch during the Olympics. Ah, badminton is badminton is another one that I am locked into during the Olympics, and it's for a lot of the reasons that the caller said, because of the way that a badminton birdie, or as it's professionally called, a shuttlecock moves, because of how quickly it moves and the angles you can hit it out, those rallies are so fast and so back and forth where like the rallies don't necessarily last that that long if you look at like a period of time but because of the way that the the birdie moves there's so many hits that can happen in a single (laughs) rally it is another one where when i'm watching the olympics and i see badminton's on the schedule i'm in doubles badminton even better unbelievable so i want to say something it's it's funny jerry we've had so many calls tonight you know how it makes my day, right? I just love it. I, I was feeling down before the show. Now I'm wide awake, raring to go. <laughs> and really think about it. There's something that the, and this is, a, I'm, I'm blaming the United States because I lived in England for about two years. Mm-hmm. And and nowhere else, I, I'm blaming the United States. They've taken two sports that are ultimately serious, serious, serious competitive sports everywhere else in the world and they've turned them into recreational backyard sports i'm going to name the two one's badminton badminton is played in the backyard it's goofing around you know you know what i'm saying it's and the other one we even changed the name we changed table tennis which is a highly competitive sport in asia and in england and in europe we call it ping pong and we and we play it just for joking around but, but isn't that more of a use case thing? Like, because isn't, like in Fort Bragg, there's a pretty competitive badminton club, isn't there? Like, that's not it's recreational it's, it's gag around badminton. It's actually. But, but that's my point is, I, I think, go ahead. Sorry, what, what were you saying? It's actually in Mendo. And, and um, there is one, there was one in my hometown. Hold on, Jer. You're on the air with a sports phone? Uh, you, you beat me to it, guys. I, I, I was just going to say, I've been kicked. Uh, of the uh, the grammar school uh, gym by the badminton group that comes in and they're pretty serious and and they boot, yeah, they'll boot yeah, you out of there they, they reserve that gym time for that badminton club people, people pretty, don't realize pretty, vince people don't realize because we turn badminton and table tennis into recreations yep. that we weren't allowed to talk when we went watch. It was like golf. It was like people putting on a putting green. There was that much respect for it. I, I, I tried to stick around and watch one time because I knew it was going to be fun, and they kicked me out. <laughs> so, but, Jim, yeah. is your – Vince, if I have one question, because I have to break this down. Jim, is your – are you implying that there's not recreational badminton in England? Like nobody plays. It for uh, no, I've ne- I've never saw a competitive sport. No, th- there was more recreational goofing around soccer than there was goofing around badminton. Badminton was one hundred percent an indoor sport, played in quiet places with no wind, and okay. the athleticism. You even told me a stat once, Jared, how fast the uh, the it's the fastest moving object in. Sp- yeah, the birdie comes off the, off really fast. Wow, it slows down really? really quick, but huh. <laughs> I did I did not that I did not know. Well, hey, it's uh, it was good to hear all these phone calls so far this evening. I you know I was ready to talk NBA and NFL playoffs, and we got curling and badminton dominating the show. This is fantastic. That's uh, what makes the sports phone special. I, if um, well, 
Jared, what do you say? Where do you want to go from here? Vince, you have something you want to bring up, or should we, until we get another call, should we bring up something that, Jared? Well, uh, well quickly, my, my, I wanted to do a uh, this, this Day in Sports, because uh, oh, I, I, I haven't done one of those in a while. And uh, uh, on this day in 1965, I believe, Jack Nicholas played his first tournament in the PGA at the age of 21. 21? 21. Back then, that was young. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think only Tiger really is the one of the other ones recently that has been that young. Maybe Rory, um, but yeah, that, that that was young back then for sure. You know, now that Vince brought it up, Chair, I'm I'm gonna. I never got a chance. We had so many calls. I never got my chance for this day in sports. And remember, before the show, we were talking, Jerry, and and I said I'm not going to tell you what mine is. I decided that I was going to do a double. Because Jordan scored, one was Jordan scoring his 20,000 point. That's pretty amazing, you know, for a stat. But the fact that on the same night, the same day, January 8th, I can't remember the year, but that's irrelevant. Uh, the same day is Steve Nash scored his 10,000th assist. That's right. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So very interesting. Vince, before you bring something up. Can I put a bow on a couple things? Because I've been I've been down the rabbit hole over here, and I want to put a bow on a couple topics real quick. Just wrap a few up, things up. up. The official weight of an Olympic regulation curling stone is 44 pounds. I was going to say, wow. these people were treating that thing like it was not... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What else? Uh, no, it's fine. That's all it is. And then the Guinness World Record for the speed of a shuttlecock was set in 2013... Uh, by a player in Malaysia uh, with a smash that was recorded at 306 miles per hour. <laughs> wow. I'm not oh, sure yeah. which one of those is more outstanding. 44 pounds for a curling stone. I, I mean... Who, who, who carries that for the team? <laughs> <laughs> you mean who brings it into the arena? Once you get it on the ice, it moves pretty easily. We've all seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 Jerry, what's the size? Because that's misleading too. Do you, do you have the dimensions of the curling oh, stone? I, 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 I will. I will get the dimensions. I didn't. I didn't have that pulled up. Vince, I, I, I just had to wait. See, we had no calls last week. Barely. I'm going to take another one, Vince. Please call back. Yeah. All right. You, you got it, guys. Thanks. You're on the air with the sports phone. Hi. Uh, I just like to recommend an awesome curling movie um, called Men with Brooms, and it will. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's pretty good movie. It showed the enthusiasm of the sports curling. That's, that's I it. think I've seen it too. I think now that I mentioned it, it's was it like a doc good. documentary of sorts? It, so of sorts, yeah. Huh. Uh, you know, it, it's a devoted. You know, it's huge in you know in Wisconsin, uh, the northern states, and Canada, big time. I said, you know, not just Alaska, as Bob was saying. Um, any place it is. It's all over in the north. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a great movie. It's a great sport. It's fun. You know, it, it, it's boo, better than bowling. Uh, oh, it's, it's no <laughs> well, that's negotiable, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the call. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love it. Hello, caller. You're on so, the air. Jim, an update. Wait a minute. Oh, hold on, caller. Jerry, oh, you got oh, an update? Oh. Just a Hello? quick update. Uh, the World Curling Federation requires a a curling stone to be between 38 and 44 pounds, 
and a maximum circumference of 36 inches and a minimum height of 4.5 inches. Wow, I wonder what the different sizes mean. Hello, Carl, you're on the air. Thanks for waiting. Oh, hi, good evening. I, I, I thought the fastest ball game was squash. And uh, about the table tennis and ping pong, ping pong, the ball does twice as many bounces. It's, you bounce it on your own side before it goes over to the other side. Only on the <laughs> only on the serve. <laughs> so it's very different than table tennis. It's you know. Huh. So. Oh, I got nothing. I, I had something there, Jay. <laughs> no, I don't either. You know, that's what I got. Thank you. So, you know, thank you. Thank you. So, so I, I'd be curious what the distinction is there because I, I don't think, and I could be 100% wrong on this, I I would be curious if badminton is considered a ball sport. I don't think it would be. I, I, I know that, that a badminton birdie is considered the, was the, is the fastest moving object, but I don't know if it's considered a ball sport. To that caller's point, I, I believe the world record for a squash ball is 176 miles per hour. So it's not even close. It's, it's not. Well, okay, so it's not even close, but again, you have to remember with a, with a birdie what that speed represents. Right, like it's it's at the point of impact for a very very short period of time. A squash ball is probably going 176 miles per hour, like the whole time it's hit. Right, right. where with a birdie, it's this very very short increment of time. Yeah, and and I, I would hate to see a a uh, I would hate to see a a squash ball going 300 miles an hour. That could kill someone. It will go right through the other racket. Yeah. And, and for as a reference point, because this is one of the things I, I think is always good. Like, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry. Finish up. Hang on, caller. Well, I was just going to say as a reference point to compare the squash ball. Uh, that that is 176 miles an hour is 71 miles per hour faster than than some of the highest recorded fastballs for like a major league pitcher. Oh, of course. Like 105 is one of the top fastballs that is all thrown of all time. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, is this me? Yep. Hi, Dan. Yeah, this, this is W. Dan. Uh, you are both wrong. Uh -oh. The fastest sport in the world, the fastest projectile speed in any moving ball game, 188 miles per hour in Hialeah. The Pelota uh, travels that fast. Which so is? they got a little leather ball, little, yeah, they, they throw the Pelota, you know, they got those big scoops on their arms. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know whether you've ever seen Hialeah, but those guys whip that bad boy a lot faster than anything else. It is officially the fastest sport in the world, and uh, they play it down in uh, the Central Valley. There's a lot of Basque restaurants that have been there for over 100 years. If you're uh, ever down in Bakersfield, I can recommend some great Basque restaurants, and one of them has a uh, high alike court right next to it. It's just so, a... so again, Dan, that goes to what, my, what I was thinking about, though, is that badminton is considered a ball sport so I, I believe that a birdie is considered the fastest moving object not the fastest moving ball i i, I would 100 buy that the highlight ball is the fastest moving ball in ball sports but i don't think badminton is considered a ball sport and that's why i think technically it's faster because it's its own category it's 300 yeah, no, miles it's, it's on, on the uh, guinness world records site here the fastest moving ball sport they say is high a lie. 
And that's right. Like, but is badminton the, a ball sport? The fastest the projectile. They call it a projectile. They don't even refer to it as a ball. They said the fastest projectile speed in any moving ball game is uh, 302 kilometers an hour or 188 okay. miles per hour in high okay. The Pelota okay. travels that fast. Yeah, I, I've seen high That's a crazy What's sport, and, source, and that ball Jerry? does move real fast. I'm not letting you guys out of this. What's your source? You, you've got a birdie going at 300 miles an hour. Dan's got a high ball going 188. They're not even close. Well, right. if, if Dan's I'm, source I'm looking at the Guinness Book of World Records uh, uh, website right here. So. What's your source, Jerry? I, I I had a just a sports article pulled up. I don't have it pulled up anymore. Huh. But but if Dan if Dan has it from the Guinness Book of World Records, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, and and the other the other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, being a, uh, a I was born and bred with the Dodger blue. You know, I don't follow them now, but my grandfather's last words were "God damn Dodgers" when they lost, and Tommy Lasorda passed away uh, just uh, a day or so ago, and he was the uh, supreme. Uh, Dodgers uh, manager and coach. So, uh, shout out to Tommy Lasorda. Wow, that's I did. I did see that story today. Uh, that's the first yeah. I've heard of it. Huh. Good show, guys. I'm going to uh, listen on air. Thanks. Thanks, W. Dan. Thanks, Dan. Huh. Well, I don't see how those are those arguments can be. Uh, maybe that was talking about a team versus. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll let. Yeah, that, I, I don't we'll know. It, 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 I think, it, again, it might depend on how we're defining things and, and so on and so forth. But both of them are going very fast. I think we can agree on that Jerry, very, you very even, much. You haven't even given out the numbers yet. No, I haven't. We've been getting calls. <laughs> we haven't had to give out the number. But the number to call is 707-895-2448. We've got about 25 minutes left on the sports phone here. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. We've been talking about some weird sports, some off-the-mainstream sports with our badminton, our curling, our high lie. Whatever you want to talk about, give us a ring, 707-895-2448, here to talk about sports. Give us a ring. Let's talk about it. You're on the sports phone. Um, what? We got a yeah. call. Call, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. This is Takai and Willis, and I want to talk about the funnest sport in the world. Funnest? Okay, that's going to open up some can of worms. Go for it. <laughs> okay, and I feel... I feel bad for anyone that has not been in the great city of Seattle, which is where I grew up. And they have a sport called whirly ball. Have you guys heard of whirly ball? I've heard of I it. Not. I have no idea what it is, but I think I've heard of it on the East Coast. Go ahead. Well, there's two teams of five, and at each end of the court... It's set up uh, similar to uh, a, uh, the, the backboard of a basketball uh, net. But there's in the middle of it, there's a net, and the teams have rackets similar to highlight rackets. And you uh, battle your opponent to opponents to hit the net in the middle. Which sounds, you know, a little bit mediocre. However, you play it in bumper cars, <laughs> and they sell beer there. To the players? Yep. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, was, it was funny because you started you you call you bring up this sport called whirly ball and you started describing it and I immediately got on Google and was reading about it and I I texted Jim I was like he's burying the lead here this is lacrosse <laughs> with bumper cars like like I was kept, I kept waiting to see caller how you were going to introduce bumper cars into this this looks like some of the most fun I could have in an afternoon with a couple of buddies. Hey. It, 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 it is absolutely epic, and they, they have a sound system in there that is just, like, bone-shaking, and you can rent the court out with, you know, you and your buddies, and uh, you can rent it out at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and so we would uh, uh, grab, you know, town cars from town, because, of course, we had been out, you know, carousing. It's what you do in yeah. Seattle. You pile in the town cars and rent out to court, uh, and um, yeah, have beers and bash around in bumper cars. What's uh, the venue? Like Metallica on eleven. It, it was absolutely <laughs> epic fun when I lived up there. What is the venue? Is it like it, is it like a bumper car venue? I mean, are these real bumper cars with the, that are connected to the electrical thing above? All that, all that stuff. Yeah, but they, they're running off the floor, so there's no, uh, you know, thing up in the ceiling. They run off oh. of the floor, and then the whole court is uh, a plexiglass skin. So, you know, you can sit there and, and, and pound on the plexiglass and uh, laugh at all your friends while you're at it. It really is absolutely an epic experience. So uh, that is my vote for the funnest sport in the world. Thank you, caller. You made my day. So, we now have a challenge of the funnest sport. And, you know, I, I, I said, oh, yeah, here we go, Jer. And then when he started describing it, I said, this guy may have the funnest sport in the world. <laughs> it, it definitely is combining some very interesting elements. Tell me uh, something Jim, else. Tell me something else about it. There's a, Well, okay, there's a term, there's, a, there's an action called a pillow block. In whirly in whirly ball, which is driving your whirly bug, which is the the, 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 the which is the car, the bumper car, into an opponent's car and attempting to slow them down by remaining there. That is known as a pillow block. It's it's, it's a screen. It's a block. It's a screen. It's basically a screen. Uh, a roll off <laughs> is after making contact with an opponent's car, they do a three hundred and sixty degree turn and continue their momentum. Oh wow! This is bumper cars. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I used when I was a, when I was a get a kid. I used to screw up that steering wheel when I was a bumper car, and I'd be sitting there going around in circles all the time. Oh, this is great! I absolutely <laughs> love it. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the whole. You know, context and definitions are everything when you talk about these things. Yeah. Because when you guys started talking about, you know, shuttlecocks versus balls versus curling. Stones versus, you know, we're talking about a lot of different shapes here. And so when you start, then you have to say, okay, are we talking about entirely human-powered? Well, but then you can't use a racket. That takes racket, you know, that takes all those racket ball sports out. But then if you allow assisted thing, now you got bow and arrows in there because Ooh. your definitions are becoming more flexible. And how about target shooting? So target shooting, yeah. you can have a gun. <laughs> That's shooting three thousand feet per second. This, so, and you can shoot a round ball, so it's a ball, or you can shoot an oblong object, like most you know bullets are nowadays. But you know, if you're using black powder guns, a lot of them shoot round. 
absolutely everything about what has the fastest projectile. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, Jerry, yep. have you looked up um, the the I, I throw out the gun because it's 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 not human um, powered. I think these other things, even if you do use a racket or, or, or a racket for badminton or a high stick, whatever you call it, or a lacrosse stick for those things, they're still human powered. A bow and arrow, I question. Okay, how about a bow and arrow? That's what I question, Jerry. How fast does a bow and arrow go? Uh, I don't have a uh, something a on hand, but that... A crossbow. Because the human's powering it by pulling it up and hooking it, and then it gets the launch by itself. And if I only have to maintain that speed for the length of distance that the shuttlecock from badminton is maintaining it, I don't have to have very much weight in the arrow because you need the weight to maintain the the inertia over distance. But if you're only launching it a very short distance, like the shuttlecock, you can get some blinding speeds out of a bow and arrow. I'm telling you, caller... I mean, and Jerry, see, I, someone else is on the line. I just have to say, after what this week has brought, Jerry, for you to introduce this show tonight and say, we're going to talk about something different here. We're going to talk about <laughs> sports. We're not going to talk about politics or COVID-19. This takes the cake. <laughs> this is unbelievable. All right, gentlemen, I love your show. Thank you. I love, love it. Thank you. 707 I don't know what you started at the beginning by by getting people. What do we do to get people to not talk talk about? I I don't even remember. It, Forty minutes ago seems like a long time ago at this point. Uh, call okay, <laughs> I got a call. You're on the air. I had one for you. How about roller derby? Roller derby. Well, I, 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 well, okay. Category. They obviously don't go faster than a shuttlecock, but it might be in that category of. of one of the most funnest sports. Yeah, Mendocino Mayhem. I'd like to see that one come back. Jerry, you got any so, roller derby? I know they play at Humble State or around. In- so, so my I have one experience with roller derby, and, and I can't agree it's a fun sport to watch. Um, I have a friend, and Jim, you know this friend, whose mom actually did some competitive roller derby. And I went out to Hood River, Oregon, and I watched her compete one time. Really? And it, it is very, very fun to watch. Um, I, there is more coordination to it, like and, and, and not coordination in terms of like the, the, the individuals are coordinated, but it's more of a team sport than I thought it was. It, I, it, and it looks like we may have lost the caller, but there's a lot more of a team element to roller derby than I thought there was. Well, the, the, the thing about hold on, caller, I'll get to you in a second. The, the thing about roller derby is. Is way some people they, they they watch ice hockey and say, eh, that's pretty cool and all, but then they realize hey those people are skating, right? And, and right. Ro- roller derby has that element to it. it, it, it these people are the I've only seen women's roller derby and they are such good skaters. I grew up skating and they are such good skaters that people forget that now and then. Hello, caller, you're on the air. So uh, yeah, so a compound bow is two hundred miles an hour. <laughs> When it it leaves the... I guess it slows down, but I don't know. (laughs) That's up there, though. That is Maybe that's the average, you know, it accelerates, right? I don't know. Depending on who you're going to believe, right now we have the shuttlecock 
going the fastest at over 300 miles an hour. We have the compound bow going 200 miles an hour, and we have a highlight ball going 186 mile an hour. Yeah. yeah. I, thanks, thanks <laughs> well, I looked up a, a sling, and it was surprisingly slow. It's only 100 miles an hour. A sling? Yeah. What's a sling? Yeah. yeah. Let me take you another know, call. Like they took down Goliath for David and yeah. Goliath. Thank for you sure. for the call. Thanks, caller. You're on the air with a sports phone. Well, considering the average speed of a skydiver, I'm not sure if it's a sport or not. And I'm not quite sure of terminal velocity. Way I think it's pretty close to 300. No, way too much friction. The, I, I, I don't buy it. Of a skydiver? Yeah. That's pretty... All right, uh, Jerry, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. I, I don't buy it. Do we, do Just we, do the, we lose the, that caller? The, the, um, yeah, we lost him. Um, call back if you had more. Uh, I don't buy that anyone call, falling out of an airplane um, is going over 300 miles an hour. I, so according to the Chattanooga Skydiving Company, yeah, which I mean I don't think I don't think there's anything more reliable than the Chattanooga Skydiving Company, the average freefall speed of a tandem pair of skydivers is 120 miles an hour. Now th- there's obviously a, a fluctuation of that. This is an average speed for a tandem pair. I can't speak to you know the fastest ever. I'm still trying to you know find that. Jerry, uh, we, we, if, but, if it wasn't for Google, we this show wouldn't even exist. So, if you, <laughs> excuse me, according to the BBC, a, sky, a skydiver at one point did break the sound barrier, going 833 miles per hour. Um, oh, come on. Now, 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 granted, he started 128,000 feet up, uh, and he did it like he, he, and it took about 10 minutes, and I think he started like outside of, not in outer space, so to speak, but like high up so i'm not sure how, how that would work it so the, there's a lot of fluctuation here. i think this is one of those things that there might not be a definitive answer to no. like i have a i found a i found a list from a company called independent the independent sports network which calls themselves uh the number one source for community and amateur sports in vancouver british columbia and beyond and and they have a list of of objects starting with badminton at 493 kilometers per hour. That's over. And then they have, yep. And then they have golf actually is second Ooh. at 339 kilometers per hour. Oh. Then highlight and then squash and then cricket. I, or excuse me, tennis and then cricket. So, it, wow. It, I think part of this depends on who you ask <laughs> and, and how you're calculating it. I think that's the biggest thing we've come to here is like. Depends what your definitions are and how you calculate it. Um, well, W. Yeah. Dam was very clear that the ultimate source is the Guinness Book of World Records. I mean, that's an ultimate source. The Guinness Book of World Records, you have to have like proof. You have to document it. So oh, yeah. it's it's definitely up there. I would just I, I would want to f- find that and actually read it to see how it how it defines it. The, uh, there's only one. Seven. That, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a if you want to talk about sports we're talking about i guess we're talking about the fastest moving objects in sports right now but if you want to bring up anything else in the next 12 minutes or so give us a ring 707-895-2448 we were so serious i was so i i don't know what it was i was so serious i was doing my research on lebron and buying <laughs> buying a, a, a women's 
uh, NBA team, and and we're talking about projectiles and sports. Call you on the air. Hey, yeah, there's another sport they say is the fastest sport in the world. Fast hurling, Irish hurling, hurling, and those guys hit hit the ball around at 100 miles an hour at each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a form of dodgeball. No, Irish hurling is a Gaelic. The Gaelic Athletic Association, it's an ancient sport. It's like they got a bat that's flattened, and they got a ball, so all, like a baseball, Yeah, and they whack it around on a field, you know, like, like a, a hockey field. That, that all, all, they have, there's like 80,000 people show up in Ireland, you know, to play this, <laughs> watch these games. So, so Jim, for your for your perspective on this, basically, imagine soccer. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, I was going to say, for your perspective on this, basically, imagine soccer, but instead of kicking a ball, they're balancing the ball on sticks and then kind of throwing the ball in the air and then smacking it with the stick. Oh, yeah, oh, oh you, whacking you, it. You, you mean you mean whacking, like yeah. You mean like when someone's hitting grounders to infield players, they throw it up and hit it like that? That's, I guess that's they a feel somewhat fair no, the, comparison. The, ball, the stick is flattened. It's called a hurl, and the ball is called a solitar, and it, you know, they carry it on the flattened stick. This is fascinating. So they run along with this ball, carrying, they try to balance the ball on the stick. This and is then fast. they whip it up and whack it, you know? All right, now I can picture right. it. Caller, thank you. I'm yeah. going to take another and, one. And we got 15 we... guys on a side, and they're all running around doing this. Jeez, that's nuts. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Man, how, lost two at the same time. Please call right back. No one's on the line. 707-895-2448. So, Jim, it's funny. Wait, Erling I, claims <laughs> to be... I, I have to get this out because you know I have little nuggets that I always find. Oh, yeah. I don't know what their proof of this is, but they claim to be the fastest game on grass. I've seen that in three different articles I have pulled up. Those exact words, the fastest game on grass. I have no idea what that means and how they're quantifying. I am going to get back. To, I have questions about hurling. I'm going to get back to it. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Phil. You're on the um, it. F, F equals MA. You know, I got all the way through college just putting that down on the physics test. The <laughs> badminton is the smallest thing you can hit with your big-ass fucking arm. I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, with your big arm. And so... All right, Chair, we got... Um, we got badminton. I, 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 that threw me off, Chair, so... Uh, take yep, no, no, you're good. Yeah, it, yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, I see where that was going, though, to get into the math of it. Um, and that's a whole other thing if you start pulling up equations. But, yeah, it's – so, Jim, did you have other questions about hurling? Hurling. We put now, a, now, what I'm picturing here is and, – and anybody that's ever played baseball before knows – or softball, when you're doing infield practice, usually somebody on the team, either a coach or somebody, is hitting – throwing a ball up in the air and hitting it so it comes off the bat – and you're 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 doing ground practice. Right. That's what I'm. Are they doing that with a hurling stick and trying to the ball? The ball's staying in the air, though. I I think the are they trying to hit each other with it? No, no. Again, I said imagine soccer, oh. but instead of kicking a ball into a net, you're balancing a ball on this little stick. Yeah, and then you're kind of lofting it into the air and smacking it. I think the other equivalent I could give this is this basically looks like field hockey, but the ball is in the air. 
All right, so they are passing it to each other. In a way, yeah. I got yeah. a caller. You're on the air with a sports phone. Oh, hey guys, back again. Uh, this so, is unbelievable. Jerry, are they are they actually catching the ball on the sticks, yeah, or is it landing and they pick it back up? I let me pull this up again. That was my question to... too, Vince. If this is like a little, I, I'm picturing now the, the, the way the caller and Jerry put this out to us, Vince. I'm picturing like a like a golf tee the guy's carrying around with a ball sticking on it. I mean. I could see that. I'm thinking of just like a flat stick, though. Is it a flat stick or a, a just okay? A so, stick? so uh, it, okay, we're getting somewhere here. So, <laughs> the, the stick has a spoon of sorts on the end of it. Ah, okay. You so you can kind of balance it in there. And again, this is just watching a video, so I don't know what the what all the rules are. But in this video, they are also catching the ball with their off hand and then moving it ah. into this cup. So so I think okay. there is something that allows you to use your offhand in some way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So well, in- interesting. Well, I, I picked up uh, a couple more uh fast objects for you. Um Go ahead. A, a fencing uh blade, I can't remember what they call that, uh, an a P, I think. Um can move up to 110 miles an hour uh That's during okay. a, a fencing duel. And the fastest human Usain Bolt hit 27 and a half miles per hour uh, in the 100 meter dash one year. So huh. not obviously you know the speed of a of a ball or a birdie, but it, or a shuttlecock. Sorry, uh, it's but it's still impressive to think of these things. Now that we've gotten that topic out there, the speed of sports and right. the coordination it takes to to play those things. I mean, you know, I'm backyard badminton. I'm probably hitting it 10 miles an hour and just having a good time. I couldn't imagine what one actually would be like facing somebody who hit it 300 at the speeds we're talking. I mean, wow. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Thanks for the call, Vince. I'm going to take another one. You, you got it, guys. Great show tonight. Appreciate it. You're on the air with a sports phone. Yeah, I was a guy that called about hurling. You know, the, the stick, the, the guys that make the stick are very well revered. They're made out of the stump of an ash tree, the stumps down by the roots. Okay. And they cut it out very specially so they can form that flat, and it's flexible. Oh, really? Those flexes when, when they can hit it. All right. And, I'm, I'm, uh, and it doesn't really have too much of a scoop in it. It's not really too, it's really more flat. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. It's yeah. not much. Yeah, it's really very flat. It's a it's a very difficult game to play, let me tell you. I believe you, thank you. <laughs> and they are considered by the as the most fit players and um you know by the you know, by the soccer players, early players are like, holy cow, they're like Oof. That's a, they're that's a whole other discussion. That, that that argument can go forever. Thanks for the call. You're on the sports phone. Yeah, uh, so I have hurled. This is W. Dan. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had a friend who was a brewer in Ireland, and so he picked up hurling. And it's kind of like a hockey stick, uh, but shorter, so it doesn't have the big dog uh-huh. legs. So it's it's uh, just a, a flat paddle on the end, and they run. It's about a baseball-sized ball, and they... They run with it and they balance it kind of like uh, lacrosse or field hockey. And they bounce this thing and then they'll, on a full run, they'll hop it up and then whack it like with a baseball and launch it over the field. And the field is 
about as big as a soccer pitch, is my guess. And, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, pass it to each other. It's kind of like hockey, but it goes in the air. So, thanks, there you go. Thanks for clearing that up, Dan. Appreciate the call. Yep. Call, you're on the air. Hi there. Um, yeah, I wanted to touch base on a couple things. Um, we did, I wanted to mention, we did used to have a roller, two roller derby teams here in Ukiah. Um, a male, a men's, and a women's, both. Um, and by the way, first season that roller, the men's roller hockey made six in the country um, huh. against teams like Portland and otherwise where they had big pools of people. Really? Um, second detail, real quick um, it's high lie, not high a lie, not to be picky, <laughs> but that is that is how, you know, the cultures pronounce it in Florida that brought it to Florida where I'm originally from. And an interesting detail, you know, on this concept of speed, um, and, and that if you put a human, a uh, horseback rider, uh, fast, like, you know, CBR 1100 motorcycle, yeah. and yeah. something on the order of a supercar, the human will beat all of them in the first 30 feet. Hands down. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I've seen... I've. I, I've seen an equivalent of that. Like I, I've, I think I've seen some demo of that type of race before, and it is true. The human will be ahead at one point. Yeah, it's. I, have, yeah, our, I think I have seen that. Yep. Yeah, our immediate acceleration is really off the charts compared to a lot of creatures and a lot of machines. Yeah, Carl. Yeah. Carl, we got to wrap this up. The, the, Thanks a lot. I'm, I'm glad you cleared a lot of things up. Jared, I, I, I want to read a text. Can I read a text? Yep. Read a text, and let's wrap it up here. This is amazing. It's the record number of calls. Might be. It's very obvious our community needs the sports phone. That That's a very well thought. Think about everything that's gone this week. We had a record number of calls. Let's not read too much into it, but he says it's obvious our community needs a sports phone. The last thing he said in this text, I want the first hoodie you guys produce. <laughs> And that's, I, I will say the same thing I've said about that the last couple of weeks. It's on our radar, nothing to announce at this point. Credit, I, I think that's all we can say at this point about sports phone gear. Credit where credit's due. Those three compliments and what, what do you call them? Um, observations and requests for a hoodie came from uh, one of our regular callers, Vince. So yeah. um, I was going to say the same thing. Let me have... 20 seconds, Jerry, then you take it, then we're off. Yeah, wrap it up. All right, yep. that that's what I dream of. This is the sports phone I dream of. Uh, and that's, I appreciate so much from Alice Wolfley to let the sports phone go on the air to Alicia Bales that, that encouraged us to take it to the next level, to Rich that let us make the sports phone bar in Portland. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this is wonderful. Wrap it up, Jerry. Yeah, uh, that was uh, one of the faster-moving shows I think we've had in a while. But thanks, for everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, January 15th, uh, for the for another edition of the Sports Phone. So until then, we will talk to you next time. Jerry, did you say fastest like because of what, everything we were talking about tonight? Not consciously. No, no <laughs> pun intended. Take care, Jerry.
This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willetson Dukaya 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.